May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, my rock, my savior, my redeemer, my light, my Lord. You know, a pretty neat thing happened uh, to me uh, the other day. Uh, you know, it actually started about a month ago when we had our our plant uh, fundraiser for God Cares About You and East Central Ministries. And so we got all these beautiful plants as, as they always give us. And, and uh, we were selling them on Saturday and Sunday. And there was this one plant that it, it, it wasn't identified. And you know what? It, it was smaller than the other plants. And, uh, you know, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was going to make it or not one. And I was pretty sure that nobody was going to buy it. And so I thought, you know what? We're going to have an experiment with this plant. And I asked my daughter, Chelsea, I said, hey, if I buy this plant for you, Will you adopt it and, and, and raise it? And then we can see if one, if it's going to even make it. And, and two, uh, if it makes it, what kind of plant it is? It was the mystery plant. And so the, the other day she sent me a picture of it. It had grown bigger than the other plants. She got a tomato plant and a strawberry and some plants. It was bigger than the other plants. It had a beautiful flower on it and I talked to some experts because neither Chelsea and I are an expert on plants and we've discerned that it's probably a squash but to me and Chelsea it was it was so much more it was a, a wonderful example of of God's creation and it came at the perfect time because at the time I was I was prayerfully preparing for for today's message and contemplating on the parable of the mustard seed. The seed growing by itself with no help from the farmer who plants and harvests it. Growing is what seeds are designed to do. And Jesus says, that's what the kingdom of God is like. The growth from the seed to the plant is inevitable and we don't control that process. God does. As Jesus said in the gospel, the kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter the seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day. And the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The air produced of itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain of the head, all this for harvest. You know, I've been somewhat reflective about the last 13 years since Pastor came to be our pastor and our shepherd. The things that have happened during those 13 years. You know, I can't figure out or explain why they happened, but they happened. Just some of the things over the last 13 years with our properties. We, we completed our school, we completed the administrative wing, we have a beautiful school playground now. Uh, we completed the, this beautiful chancel area. 
Thankfully, today, we have air conditioning. Uh, we have, a, we have new, new roofs. Uh, in addition, in addition, you know, we have always for, forever in our congregation supported Synod with our missions and Synod and the missions that they support. But, but now, now we support missions on our own. We support Benjamin Helge and his mission in Eastern Europe. Benjamin Helge, who was born and raised here at Christ Lutheran Church in the mission that he is on, that he is serving God through in Eastern Europe. We are supporting it strongly. Uh, we purchased the property for God cares about you. Purchasing that property, that puts it into our church's DNA. That puts it into our church forever. And it continues to grow in a number of different ways. Uh, we started the Stephen Ministry, which has become an integral part of the church. You know, we, we completely changed the model of our school. And that model became a mission-based model. And with that mission-based model, the school has grown exponentially. And not, not only grown in numbers, but grown in the diversity of the student body. And because of that growth and diversity, our church has also grown the same way. Our online presence uh, ha has been developed and continues to strengthen and increase. And, and when, it, when I say increase, it increases our reach into our, our, our mission field. And these are just a few of the things that have happened in the last 13 years. And I can't pin all these things happening on any one thing at all, except other than God making it happen. And I imagine just over 60 years ago, when the founders of Christ Lutheran Church began, when they began with a vision, with just a vision, only a seed of thought and prayer. And so many times since, when members of this congregation have had to, at times, just scratch their heads and go, how has this happened? Like the tiny mustard seed that becomes the most majestic of shrubs, puts forth branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in the shade. God has done that with us. In our small part in his kingdom, what an incredible God we have. And now we're here at another crossroads. One thing that I do not begin to claim to understand. And you know what? I am guessing God wants it that way. Pastor is preparing to retire for health reasons, but planning to stay a part of our congregation family. And for that, I praise God. We're preparing for the call process. Our lay ministers are seeking out pastoral support, pulpit support for our time of vacancy. It's all gonna be an interesting time to say the least. But what I know is, is it's a time 
that God will impact us. I also have the utmost of confidence in the support we will be receiving during the vacancy from our, our circuit visitor, uh, Pastor Doug Eskew from Santa Fe, who loves us dearly, and in Pastor in President Slecky, our Rocky Mountain District President, who will be assisting as well. I do have the utmost of confidence because what I do know is the one that has all of this under control. And it is God who is in control. He that can make an acorn into an oak tree. He that can take a mustard seed and make it into the grandest of all plants. And has taken our congregation from a vision and a dream 60 years ago to what our congregation is today. And we are to trust him in this and support him with our patience and our prayers. Let's talk about the call process and the call committee as I've had questions from several of you on the call process. Now I love our process because I know if we all, if we all submit in prayer and patience to God, he ultimately right now already has our pastor picked out for us and will place his, his wisdom first on our call committee, ultimately on our congregation voters, and finally on the pastor himself that will come next to serve. The call committee has been formed. It will receive pot potential pastors from both the congregation and the district. It will pray about them. It will listen to sermons. It will, it will interview them. It will uh, talk to them. And at some point, we'll offer candidate recommendations to the congregation. The congregation will discuss them. And then ultimately, the congregation will deliver a call. The call pastor will review the call. Then he will, after prayer and visits, choose to accept or decline the call. This process continues this way until the congregation issues a call and the pastor accepts the call. God will provide the wisdom throughout this process. A little bit about the pastor call committee who has prayerfully agreed to serve. As directed by our constitution, I as the chairman of the congregation after prayer and guidance has these to serve. Also, as directed by our Constitution, Marty Rasmussen is the chairman of the Board of Lay Ministry, uh, will chair the call committee. I am confident that they will serve while seeking God's will, as I know they have much in common, but they also bring some very different experiences and diversity that really mirror our congregation as well. And as they do, what can you and I do as members of the congregation? First, we can pray. Second, we can, we can support them. We can support them with our ideas. We can support them with pastor candidates. But mostly, we can pray. That's what we can do. Oh, and do so with patience. 
Now a little bit about the call committee. First, what they have in common. Of course, they're all sinners. They all have that in common. And, and for that, I'm so thankful that our perfect God has control of this. But what I can also tell you uh, about them is that I truly believe they all have a passionate love for Jesus and his saving grace. That they all reflect the focus of our church, the focus in gospel and grace. That they make our church a welcoming community and that they all have a strong mission mindset. Now, for their diversity and strengths, demographics, experience, the simplest first. Four are women, three are men. They're age-wise, one is in the 20s, one is in the 30s, one is in the 40s, two are in the 50s, one is in the 60s, and one, I have been corrected, is in her prime years. <laughs> With that wide age spread, though, the seven collectively have about 300 years of combined experience serving in this congregation. On a lighter note, I'm pretty sure that, that two that two of the call committee members voted for Trump. I'm also pretty sure that two of the members would never vote for Trump. And I have no idea what the other three would do or what they did do. And one more on a lighter note, among the seven, they have well over seven tattoos. But they are not evenly dispersed among them. On a more serious note, they offer a wide range of experiences and diversity within our church and our school. In our school, one teaches, one's married to the principal, one has three students in attendance, and one used to teach religion. Other experiences and differences, two always go to late services, two always go to early services. One goes mostly to both services, and two of them go sometimes to early service and sometimes to late service. Two are very involved in setting up worship services with pastor. Two are very involved in music. One has children in our youth group. One is retired from leading our youth group for many, many years. And one was very involved in our youth group when she was a youth. Three are involved in our missions. All support our missions. Two are children of LCMS pastors. Two others were born into our church. Four came in as they moved to New Mexico. Three came because of our school. Two because they were called to our school or part of a call to our school. And one because his kids went to our school. One is heavily involved in senior outings and honor circle. One in LWML, one in properties. 
Three have taught Sunday school. Three have led Bible studies. Two are involved in the Stephen ministry. One is a Stephen leader. One is a Stephen minister. I can go on and on about the diversity and experience levels of this group. I am thankful for their willingness to serve. Now, we as a congregation will be asked soon for any names of pastors for consideration. This is important and a wonderful part and need for us to be a part. Pray about this. Please begin to pray about this. This is where our support kicks in. In fact, there are really two things that I've mentioned that I would ask for you and me as members of the congregation to do through this process and continue to do throughout the process. And that is to stay in prayer for it and to also have patience of the unfolding of God's plan. We as a congregation are a small, a small but significant part of God's kingdom, much like being a part of that mustard seed. I'm excited to see what God does. I'm excited to see who God has selected to serve as our next pastor. I'm excited to see ways God helps us to go throughout our vacancy and beyond. So through this, please join me in prayer and patience as we all collectively as a congregation watch as God unfolds all. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you in, in awe and thanksgiving for all that, that you have done for us, for all that you've done in, in forming and creating this church body of yours to work your mission field. For the love that you've given us for the understanding of gospel, for, for the grace that you've shown us, for, for the, the ways you have enabled us to, to grow in ways that we never could have seen possible. For being there at all times with us. Now we, we come humbly to you and, and we, uh, we ask you to, to wrap your arms around us and to, to help us to to share your love with one another, to grow together during this time as we've never grown together before, to welcome those into our church, to welcome those in our neighborhoods, in our school, to share your love and work your mission field. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.